You're about to enjoy the podcast version of Push to Talk. The show is broadcast live each Saturday at 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern on twitch.tv slash imperium news. Please visit our website at pushtotalkshow.com. Please enjoy the show. Hey, hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Push to Talk. And we're having fun with everything today, be it sound and uh, hosting. Um, I want to welcome... Uh, I want to welcome Aragorn to the uh, to the show, along as uh, along with uh, Sido. Um and today we also have um, Mist hanging around today. Um, everybody else has abandoned us, so Absolutely. there it is, there it is, there it is. Thanks for having us. Hey, you are. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome to uh, to be here. Um, looks like somebody said, "Oh boy, it's Aragorn over there in chat." I'm not sure <laughs> what's up there. Okay. So, uh, so if we set, if I suddenly disappear for you guys here on Discord, apparently Discord patched itself today and uh, reset everything. Um, so I was working through some of that. Um, alrighty. So and missed you had some links in here for this. I did they are for um, okay. they're just for the uh, the new Eden report. So okay. yep. So for those who don't. Know. Well, for those oh, who don't know who Aragorn is and Sedal is, is it Sedal? Am, am I saying that right? It's, it's I don't know. Everyone pronounces it differently. Some people do Sidu. I just go by Sedo. I, I answer to any of them. So okay. Sedal is fine. Well, it only matters what, what you say, not what we say. I just go by Sedo. <laughs> cool. Um, so for those who don't know what the New Ian Report, if there's anybody out there who doesn't know, um, you know, uh, Aragorn or, or Sedo? Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure, absolutely. The New Eden Report is um, <clears throat> is a news site that goes and talks about the happenings around the New Eden uh, and all the different clusters. And what we aim to do in every report that we put out is to go and talk about the news in as in as neutral and as unbiased of a manner as possible. Um, we were on a little bit of a break because of the holidays and with people going and having vacations and whatnot, but we've come back since then and have kind of hit the ground running. So we're, we're very happy to be here and very happy to be, uh, you know, reporting the news that's going around. Cool. I'm cool. happy to be back in the swing of things. I got very quiet there for a little bit. Yeah. I think that with, um, like I said, with the holidays and then also just it being like a little bit of a lull for, um, some kinds of content over the over the winter time um it made it a little bit harder to go and write when you had so many pieces that were missing but you know now we've kind of got like all the core people back and on this relatively same schedule so we've been able to go and pump out a lot of um a lot of news reports over the past couple of weeks and you know now we're bridging and expanding into trying to go and do uh, more like podcast coverage of the news itself um, and maybe even go and put it into a stream kind of uh, format at some point. Okay, that's pretty cool. Pretty ambitious. I have found the, the editing of the podcast to be somewhat challenging on our side. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just went through that for the first time with our uh, with our media guy, uh, Adon. He's He's really awesome. His videos have been like really, really popular and been getting used by CCP, been on their Twitter account from time to time. And um, it like, you know, uh, I'm used to it from like a long time ago, but it, it was it's really hard to go and uh, actually get through some of those like finer details. So it was like I had to do like 20 different takes of of the same stupid like, you know, paragraph to go and get it right. So that way, you know, it didn't sound like completely atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always that's always fun. Um, especially when you're doing, if you're narrating like a video, that's cool or something. Yeah. Doing it over and over and over. People think, oh, you just step up the mic and it just happens. Right. And that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I, when I was doing it, well, what we're doing for now with the, with the, with the podcast is we're just making it, uh, a different medium for people to go and access our 1900 news is because mm -hmm. people have expressed the desire for hearing the news, uh, through a podcast format. Um, or even via the stream. So, you know, we've been around long enough now, like where we're trying to go and figure out how we can go and deliver on some of those things that people are asking for. So this was like our first go at trying to figure it out. So it's not a perfect product. Um, we're still like experimenting with what works and what doesn't. 
And yeah, no, you're absolutely right when you say that. It's not like you just go and walk up to a microphone and, and hit record, and then it just sounds amazing. I, I wish uh, Adan, I think, uh, in our in our recent video for that, did a, a very good job of making me sound a lot less terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So kudos to him for sure. Um, Mist, you got uh, you got anything to add in here? So if people. Uh, one thing I enjoy about the New Eden Report is that the way it's delivered, it's obviously small paragraphs and basically flash bits of news, like news headlines at 1900s, and you can just follow it, you can just read about it, and you guys do interact a lot with the comments section on Reddit, which I think works because it's like, hey, we can then edit it and adjust it when people... Um, uh, chip in with other stuff, maybe something you didn't see or anything. Um, and I think a lot of people honestly say that New Eden Report is probably is the non-biased news side because you see I and N in the news, you think, well, if we think the Imperium says it's been, you know, you can't trust Imp whatever they say. <laughs> Imperium so, and spin never. Never. So never being happens. on. Being on an INN stream now, you are now going to be subjected to. Well, you know, you were, you were on that INN stream. Yeah, but we're not. This isn't like the. Yeah. This isn't like the meta show. This is like the fun show. Come on. Yeah, I find it funny because, um, you know, when New Eden Report first started up back about six, seven months ago, I think now, uh, when Hugh was doing a lot of the 1900s, uh, if you look through a lot of the old Reddit comments back then, we were. We were like some sort of, uh, you know, bias for, for either Northern Coalition or Test or, you know, Pandemic Legion or Imperium. Like literally there's like an article that's that has to get written up one day of all the different people that we are supposedly biased for at some point. It's like mm. it's ridiculous. Um, no, we, we take pride in being unbiased and, and we try our best to go and stay as neutral as possible when talking about these things because, you know, um, you know, it's it's cool when you go and you see like FCs with AARs that go and talk about battles or, you know, when high up people that go and talk about it from the respective alliances go and talk about how they're viewing these campaigns. Those are completely, you know, interesting things and they deserve to be talked about. But, you know, I think a lot of people when they're hearing it, uh, you know, definitely understand that it's coming from a certain angle, some sort of perspective. And it's it's my job and it's our goal always when we're doing these things to try and mitigate out that you know um you know imperium angle or that you know test angle or northern coalition angle we we just try to go and report on the the who's the what's the when's the where's the why's and the end result and i think people like uh like was mentioned before they they really seem to appreciate that so that's always our, our goal day in and day out when we're writing about this stuff yeah i mean that's that that, that is really a, a great thing about new Eden report right i i do think so i agree with you it's, it's kind of fun. And as Miss said, you know, the short little, this is what's going on, you know, not the 18-page article makes it really easy to read. <laughs> yeah, it's very accessible. It's, so, it's, um, it's not like a movement article, you know, 42 no. pages. <laughs> and I think one reason people love it is because you go on Reddit, every day it's out. You open up, it's, it's usually from the top five or ten. You open it up and it's just, you read through it for about five or six minutes and you instantly know what's happening around everywhere. Yeah, it's impressive that you guys collect that much data and everything around the uh, around the game, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really fortunate that that we have a good staff that can either give us intel on the fly as it's developing. Um, what what NER, you know, prides itself on, like I said, is being able to be unbiased, and we try to reflect that in every aspect, from our writing even to what our staff composes on, right? So you know, Setos from Test, and you know, we have plenty of test people but we also have you know our editors from uh from skill yourself and uh one of our directors is from the initiative and i'm from uh you know a variety of places you know not including like wormhole space uh so you know we kind of have like this nice balance that goes and covers all the spectrum which lets us have these different abilities to tap into these different uh you know portions of space relatively easily um and that's been a huge benefit in order to go and do it on top of the fact that you know um whenever we see something on reddit we all immediately just have like you know the the links posted into our uh, 1900 draft that we you know we can synthesize that information and report on it accurately again like i said because even on reddit especially on reddit oh my god there's so much spurge in some of those posts and like being able to like you know <laughs> sift through all that to find the the accuracy of it sometimes can be a little uh droning <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna post some of the links here for uh, for the uh, New Eden Report. Uh, you don't have to go to Reddit. You can always just go to their website, right? You don't you don't have to go there. And they've Correct. got a Discord and some other stuff. I'm gonna share that with us. Before we do that, though, uh, whatever, nigh, whatever numbers. Thank you very much for the follow. We do appreciate it, buddy. Um, Mist, go ahead. I'll I'll post some of the uh, I'll post some of the I links and you keep driving the conversation. Though. If you um, if people wanted to join, so what, how many writers have you got right now? Because um, obviously we only know what it's like in Imperium. We've got like thirty writers on the book, but the majority write only a little bit. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, so it's certainly not as as big as INN with uh, having thirty plus writers. Um, in terms of the nineteen hundred, right now I'm the main person that goes and and does a lot of the writing for that. But you know. We have um, different writers that can go and focus on different kinds of uh, projects. So we have Lasker Emanuel, um, who goes and writes on like solo PvP and small gang stuff. And he's continued his amazing videos that he did on YouTube. So we're really fortunate to have that. We cover a variety of things. But if I had to say, like in terms of 1900 right now, it's primarily just one or two people. We have like a small group right now that's working on that. So that way it's not just on one or two people. But, um, you know, having more is certainly always appreciated because it's a lot of work to go and find all that data, synthesize it, and then go and, you know, con uh, condense it down into a, a simplified format. So, and if people wanted to get involved with, like, writing and news thing, are they able to um, get in on that with you? Yeah, absolutely. People are always welcome to go and talk to us if they are interested in going and becoming a writer, an editor, um, a media guy. We have needs and we are rapidly growing because people want to go and see our stuff. So that's something that we're always looking for. If you want to go and write and you're not even necessarily sure about it, we're more than happy to work with you to train you to think about how do you go and um, you know remove bias from your writing. Because again, a lot of people are coming from that particular angle and that's sometimes all they know how to do. Um, but you know, depending on what they're looking for and what what they want to bring to the table, we'll take pretty much anybody that's willing to go and help out. But that's what I'm looking for is people that are actually willing to go and do something because there's plenty of times where people go and offer up help and then you know they might not necessarily follow through with it. And I want to go and make sure that have... if we're bringing on people that you know we're putting them in a situation where they can go and succeed. I had never really written anything before. I came in for the. And I ended up eventually moving into writing. I'm an author writer, author grammar, author at spelling, but like the editors do most of it. I just get them the info and just mm -hmm. do it all. And that's another thing I like about Because a lot of the writing is um, finding out the news, finding out something, piecing it together, seeing if it's a troll, seeing if it's just some sort of ruse cruise, and then going, right, this is actually true. This actually happened. This is all the evidence, and then people will then go through with a red pen, correct it for you, and then get the news out. Because you think, oh, it's only like 500 words, that takes, what, 30 minutes to type? Yeah, but you've now got to liaison with people. You've got to find the people to liaison. There's a lot of stuff that goes into the back. But I think it's really good if it's something you want to do, people want to give a go, and you don't want to write, like, People who are considered hostile to the Imperium are welcome to write for INN. We're always happy to take your submissions and take your ideas. We are always recruiting outside of the Imperium. But if you feel like you don't want to, my recommendations to the reading report will probably be your best bet for us. Yeah, and, and people who are hostile to uh, the Imperium are always welcome here. We will not yes. beat you up. because uh, we're, not, we're not those kind of people if you didn't figure that out Aragorn. we just we just like eve and we like other people who like eve on the show right and you guys certainly fall into that category so you know we don't we don't really care where people are from you know just that they're having fun in this little world or this universe that we all do yeah no absolutely you know um even though i work at the new Eden report and you know obviously you guys are from inn I, I, you know, I never view it as like something like, you know, hostile or anything like that, because you know what, at the end of the day, you guys are, are just like, like us in the respect that you guys love Eve and you guys love talking about things, all things Eve, right? So 
um, when you have somebody that likes it as much as you do, uh, you know, I, I always view it with respect. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, and even even in that, right, there's always something that you can go and uh, take from those from those articles that INN has done or the shows. It's not like it's uh, all like necessarily what people would expect it to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've met a lot of people through NER, some really great and not even people just on staff, just in the public channel. There's been some really good discussions just in the public channel. And it's always good to see different perspectives. I think, personally, I'm a little strewn across the galaxy because I have alts and different alliances, spies, etc. And I do a lot, but, like, I still meet people and, like, hear from their perspective that I've never heard from before. And it's always a good way to see, see it. Like, low-sec people, how they live, what they do, high-sec. God, I never even thought about high-sec until... And brought it up once. <laughs> that is that is probably the one one area of space we might neglect on this show a lot because I don't think any of us go there very much. They might they might make us take a jump freighter there every once in a while or something. Yeah, it's it's certainly weird, um, you know, because a lot of our guys aren't necessarily from that area, but sometimes things do happen in high sec or so I'm or so I'm told, right? <laughs> so. Um, you know, trying to go and talk about that is 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 funny because you don't have, uh, you know, necessarily the direct connection to the area to understand why the fuck this matters, and um, you know that makes it that just makes it that much more interesting to write about sometimes. Yeah, I keep lobbying CCP to shrink high sec to about I don't know six systems. I'm not getting very far. Jita, Heck, Amar, Perimeter. And what's the other one? Uh, uh, just randomly pick something. Cody, red. The couple of starter systems. Um, the We joke about that, but obviously since we have our own focuses on areas that we are involved in, um, I don't know what goes on in the high sec. I don't know what the current... I don't have my finger on the pulse for all the high-end the wars, the new impact on the wars, how that's happened, the new mechanics, uh, what's been going on in low-sec or um, wormhole space. And if you are in those regions, the exciting stuff is going on. That is your opportunity to bring your story and your news to the forefront and tell us about it. If you let us know and tell us stuff, we'll then... We'll be able to get that stuff on the internet. We'll be able to post that stuff. We'll be able to talk about it. Problem is, there's so much going on in Eve right now, and the majority of us can't. We we can't write about everything, and we don't know everything. So if you if you feel like you've got something special you want to tell us about, get in contact. You've got two flavors of ice cream available. You've got yeah. the INN, and you've got the Eddie. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's there's literally bundles and bundles and bundles of things to write about that go and span all kinds of space and to be able to cover high sec low sec you know null sec wormholes um you know alliance movements sometimes for corporations um there's literally like just countless and you know possibilities for what could be going on out there and i'm not going to know about it and you're not going to know about it unless somebody's willing to go and speak up and and tell their side of the story and um you know like when I've had the situation arise, um, when I've written a 1900 in the past or edited one and it's been brought up for potential bias, I'm like, you know, this is the information that we had to work with at the time it was mm-hmm. given. And if you really feel that strongly about it, the best thing that you can do is just join our Discord, join the conversation and be part of it. That way we can actually go and better reflect what's actually going on from all parties concerned, right? We can only work with the information that we have at our at our disposal. Right, and every single person that joins up and offers in that information makes it that much easier to go and talk about these things and cover a lot more. Definitely. Someone who's been accused of being a goon spy, so it's either myself or you. Uh, Big, possibly myself. So it's got to be me. <laughs> got to be me. Twenty-five um... percent jobs. Yeah. Um, hey, before you go on, I want to give a shout out to Morkfang. Yeah, apparently he has subscribed for nine months. He's very excited. Apparently, he's going to birth an alt sometime soon here, um, because of the nine month, oh, wow. uh, you know, gestation period for a new Eve alt. Um, so he's ready to go. Nice. There you go. I thought you could just uh, create those off the bat. I didn't know you had to wait nine months. You do. You do. You do. It's a new CCP rule. Otherwise, they ban you. But yeah. Oh, okay. Um. What? 
I'm just listening. Did I did I completely talking. stop your train of thought with that whole in, interjection no. there? Um, I was just going to work out. We just blew up a couple of structures and we're just working out what we're doing. I think we're burning home. Not sure. <laughs> cool. Um, Blowing stuff up. I tell you. Yeah, kids. Said. Uh, wasn't wasn't there some interesting interesting things we're going to talk about about somebody was going to help us blow things up or something or um, some recent adjustments yeah, we saw um black legion teamed up with goons last night to dunk on um northern coalition yeah so uh, about a week ago they uh they ended up resetting northern coalition and that was their opportunity to go and uh flip the table and show just how how willing they are to work with virtually anybody <laughs> as long as their um, content elo will side with either side it, he doesn't care like that that's the whole reason he did the reset thing he reset yeah. fraternity and everyone even though they're longtime friends it's all just based off of hey we want content we want to go back to our roots a nomadic roman alliance with no which is third party everything and have fun and are amazing at it i can just imagine it was um because what I can piece together from the battle report and talking to some people, um, the Black Legion found these dreadnoughts and engaged them and got tackled on them. And then the goons turned up and it was a bit awkward because goons and Black Legion had been fighting and then they were like, they they saw those, those tasty uh, dreadnoughts and then they were like, yeah, truce. Yeah, truce, whilst we killed these dreadnoughts. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and it's war against the Chinese going down. Um, I don't know. To like, probably give you some better insight on that, it's their, the war for them can't really kick off until their nips expire uh, with test, right? So that's going on for how much longer, Seto? Another four weeks? Three I have weeks, it I think. You have it circled on your calendar, right? Yes, I have, I have a countdown on my phone app, trust me. Um, no, it, it goes... It ends... March, fuck what it? Uh, I think it's like March third. I think it is. Mm. War against the Chinese. How's that gonna work out here? Rid of all of the um, arm tiers. <laughs> War against the arm tiers. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's no that's... evidence. No evidence suggests that they are, but. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I go in uh, from our wormhole, and I always go and see these things, and it's just insane how much the botting goes down in some of these regions. And, and you're just like, holy crap. You could be perfect, and you'll still end up missing these these guys. Because they, they can read you loading into local, and then just be like... Yeah, I know. A lot of them use pluses. Sorry, uh, no, I was saying, I know, like, a common thing that our guys had talked about was going and uh, delaying how long it takes for somebody to go and pop up into local as, like, a way of possibly going and, and dealing with bots. I know that that's one of the common ones our guys talked about. Yeah, like, every cloud has the silver lining, so when local crashes and the servers fail, everyone's like, time to go hunt some bots. Yeah, or you can be on the uh, other side of that equation and lose something a lot bigger, uh, you know, during a move up. Well, we shouldn't do that. You're like, oh, is, is, is it not working? Should we, should we just dock up safely? And <laughs> yeah, was... on, a, on a scale of 11 Titans, how bad was that? Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, I know I know. Well, I was just talking about that in particular because I know Seto was a victim of the broken local problem uh, for him trying to do a move up. So it's like it's it's like a it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because you want to go and do things that that go and mess around with uh, with bots and their ability to go and do things effectively, uh, but at the same time it kind of sucks that when you don't necessarily know or are aware as a real player that local's broken and it goes and it costs you something a lot bigger like your heavy asset like a titan like you know that sucks you don't want that um but the funny thing is is that if you go and let's say we reported at ner about replicator and branch he's been permanently cloaky camping their region so what do they do they literally add him to like a, a bot blue list so even though he's there and he's camping them they still continue to rat in supers and titans mm and all that crap and that's what led to bl getting bad phoned in to go and dunk that titan and branch he was like dude this this guy's like boson riding right now like we can just go and get this guy whenever we want <laughs> mm. 
Because I think that's when you get um, because I think like you see a you see a cloaky camper in local, people will stop doing a thing, and then when they realise they're just literally becoming part of the scenery, then they come out and do a bit more. But then you then basically come past that initial oh there's a looting local oh he's just going to be watching us make all this money, but then you realise that actually hang on doing something like that just ignoring that bot and then not having the support to protect you when stuff goes down is risky. It is. It's no, it's it. It's ridiculously risky. But you know the sad thing is is that that guy we he had his Titan dunked and I missed out on the kill mill and I was angry about it because I had to go to a business trip but um basically it went down while I was away and within like a couple days after that like I get a screenshot and it's another Titan that's boson ratting in branch. I'm like what the fuck is going on? Like how do you do that? Like you guys just lost this asset because of this thing. That should have been like your lesson learned to not do it. And here they are, you know, not even a couple days later doing it again. It's just insane. Enough money. Local to... broken is dumb. It's officially dumb. Yeah. I hate I mean... it. Was that the CCP response to you? <laughs> Actually, hold on. Let me pull up my email. I sent him. I still haven't got a response back. I, me and a guy in Corp who's a actual lawyer in the states wrote up a long thing about why i should get it reimbursed and it's got like proof of them saying that local is like a legit part of the game and that should be used except... <laughs> <Is> that <clears throat> is that a texas law he's the master in florida I think local should only work for those who hold Sov in that space. Everybody else just should be playing for. Is that like a an observation structure that you can online? Yep. Type of thing. Because I remember they do. They were planning to put some like administration structures mm -hmm. and like observation platforms as part of their like development plan for structures. So seeing something like that will probably be cool. And being able to blow a structure and then um, blow up a structure and then goes, it local getting turned off. This feels like a good idea, especially if it's tied to an iHub upgrade. There you go. That certainly sounds interesting. That's for sure. Because then, if you take out the iHubs and take down the structures, you then have, you're then blind to the local, and then people are going to be less inclined to rat so the ADM in the mind goes down yeah um RZ, these are all bad ideas but one day we'll come up with one that works <laughs> we'll um, see where they go from here because there is there is room for these structures there is something on the design board for them some sort of administration because there's still stuff that's uh, missing like um planetary um, what are they called? The things that you stick on planets for PI? The oh, command structures? Customs offices. Oh, those uh, things. To do with um, an update to allow them to use the access lists. Hmm. Yeah. Probably a good idea. Like a small structure, like a flex structure, uh, just setting up, allow you to use access lists. Um, again, it's all a work in progress. Okay. But I think see a lot of bosses still use bosses because you can just warp into the bookmark and you're instantly protected. If you had fighters out and um, someone comes in and you warp to your structure, you're not going to get anchored until you uh, abandon those fighters or recover those fighters and stuff. So maybe when they remove all the bosses and you don't have those boss shields anymore, that could be another thing that helps affect botters and imagine that they'll be able to work around it but um obviously time would turn here's a question about pauses right i mean do we need them for anything anymore now that we've got the jump gates and the sign i mean there's there's just no reason for them right the only thing oh go ahead sorry yeah no i was about to say i don't think there's anything that a pos can provide that structures already do the only the only reason you would ever want to pause anymore is we've used them in Origin and in um, P 
people still use them as really quick forged agents, especially for bridge titans. You can have a pass down in an hour in a hostile system, a large pass down in an hour versus a structure with 24 hours. And it can be online ready to go in an hour. You can put a titan there and you'll be able to bridge off of it. We did it in Origin many times. We, I, I remember placing like three or four po large passes in Gemini. It was a bitch because I remember how bad it was to anchor um, passes and how annoying it was to put hardeners down and like online every single one and wait a minute and online the rest. Yeah, um, Teddy actually uh, in in your chat uh, said the exact reason why the pauses mm. are still like necessary. They're perfect for like wormhole invasions without going and giving uh, any kind of like uh, apparent like notion that you're actually doing something. Because typically, if we want to go and evict a wormhole, you'll go and you'll put that pause on a on a moon off of D scan from any of their major structures, and they wouldn't necessarily even know that you're going to evict them until it's kind of like already happening hmm. um and you know fobs is the other thing which is something that i believe that ccp said that they were working on for 2019 hmm. but uh i believe that gets the cc uh that gets the cc please soon tm like tag on it because i haven't seen any updates on it since eve vegas i think they're um one of the things i saw was since we've got the, uh, the fan fest world tour a lot of the new content and a lot of the new stuff is going to be saved for um, the FanFest presentations because most places are now going to have like a keynote, but before that they didn't. So I guess they're going to be saving all the content and the announcements for the FanFest thing because for Eve, Eve's Dam, they didn't really have a CCP keynote. Now there is a, <laughs> now it is a CCP FanFest global event. You're going to have a keynote presentation. So I guess we'll see a lot more announcements on see a lot more announcements on the local level. And the last thing I want to talk about local is that we're supposed to be it's the end of the month pretty much, and we're supposed to be approaching the decision they're going to be making of either fixing local, actually getting it fixed into a stage where they're happy with it, or announcing the rollback to an integrated system into E. That's right. They they blasted that out onto uh, AWS servers, right? Yeah, I like I like it. In theory, it works. It's a great idea because during a ten one percent tie dye lag fest, you can still use local and chat. You can still use the chat servers. That gives you that um, advantage and method to be able to talk and coordinate stuff with it because you don't you're not typing at uh, ten percent tie dye. Um, how does Falahan keep getting younger? I don't know. It's the. I wish I was. I'm as old as my hairline shows. There you go. Look. Raise the age. He just he just totally took you off topic, didn't he? Oh no! I'm just like, hang on a minute. I'm I'm not in a wormhole system anymore. I need to jump to a gate. Um, <laughs> I I don't know how I die, how I don't die during history because I'm not paying attention. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Like I like it because of the future proofing, the way to be able to work on it. But if it's honestly not working and it's that much issue with it, going back to an integrated system for now feels like the good move. Yeah, I was always curious as to why they just didn't disable the text chat in local when you had a big fight in a big system, right? If it's that much overhead, I don't know. The problem with that is if you turn off local, um, who wins? The people who have the best third party setup. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the um, showing the ships, just the chat. Okay. Yeah, because Lord knows uh, when certain uh, entities enter local, it gets just a little uh, cancerous in there, you know? Uh, plenty of plenty of grids that I've entered where they just go and, like, spurge the living shit out of it. <coughs> like, oh my god. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The test Bible thumpers uh, over there sometimes. It's, it's just Bible so Speaking of test, I I hate to do this, but something just came up. I actually have to bounce. Thank you right. guys for having me. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for coming. coming. Me, thanks for having me, guys. You guys have a good show. Take care. Have fun.
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would think that the primary overhead there in local was all the, the text chat, and that would be a pain in the ass, and they probably could just disable that. You can imagine, like, during battles, they've toyed with getting rid of the bounty system, which helps a lot, because during the Keepstar fight, when we blew up a Keepstar with Ravens, that was my main, like, outgoing calls was the bounties. As soon as that died off, I was, was like, it was pretty good. It felt much more better performance. I personally didn't have any issues, obviously. Other people experienced issues. Um, but yeah, so it's good. To, you know, I like to see that they're, they're doing stuff about it and they are working into it. But rolling back to a working system, I guess, makes sense. And yeah. um, welcome joining us. Yeah. I'll be honest, I have not really noticed anything, any problems in local, right? So I'm, I must be just in a lucky system or lucky part of Delve, right? I don't see any issues. And welcome. Yeah. Brown, yes. The, uh, the biggest thing that I, that I ever had when it came to like getting into those, you know, big scale engagements, um, you know, with dealing with large blocks and whatnot, or actually even when, uh, NER was covering, um, uh, the, the Northern Coalition Keepstar that got uh, killed uh, back a few months back. Um, you know, it's just when you have all those people trying to issue all those commands at the same time that it becomes like problematic. Well, for me, it was also because I was running the client on high graphics so that when we were broadcasting, like, you know, that you could go and see all the pretty effects um, that comes at my expense. But, you know, the nice thing, though, is that uh, over time, like over the past, what, like year, year and a half, the ability to go and have those large scale battles has gotten a lot better um, than it was in, in the years past. So like, that's the nice thing, at least from my perspective is so that, yeah, while it is imperfect and yeah, there's things to work on with local. Um, it's actually quite amazing that you're able to go and have a UALX battle happen um, or the X-47 battle happen where you have just thousands upon thousands of people that are inside the system and the game is actually able to stay relatively stable. Um, for quite a long period of time that's that's like actually really impressive when you're considering all the computing and everything else that's going on there absolutely i mean it's amazing it, it you know and it's the one part of the game that i think if ccp could really 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 enhance and fix that it would just set them apart and 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 just think of the, the the IP on technology like that, right? If you could if you could really reduce all of the all of the lag, all of the weight, and truly have a real time battle with thousands and thousands, think of that. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think real time, like the one thing I enjoy about having a big battle in the tide die is it gives you time to think, and it gives fleet commanders time to think. So if they need to make a decision, it's not like, oh, you just lost half your fleet to a bison field generator. You can actually see the Titan approaching, warping in, and you go, okay, we, we need to like, move. It gives you more thinking space, and that's key in a giant battle with hey, 4,000 people in local. If we want to create the Oasis, we have to solve this problem. I'm just saying. I think like the coolest thing about tie dye is that because it goes in, it literally is processing each command, like, you know, in the exact order that it was done. The nice thing about that is that you kind of get to go and watch like the culmination of somebody's actions develop like 15 minutes later. So like when it was the Northern coalition keep star and they decided to warp that, that section of their Titan fleet to try to do and do the mass boson. Like it was just this crazy moment where all of a sudden you just saw this entire blob, like slowly warping off the keep star. And you're like, Oh my god, these guys are seriously trying that right now. Mm. And it was just the, the craziest thing to go and see transpire. But like it's sometimes like when it's quicker like that, um, and it's non tie dye, like, you know, you, you get to go and miss out on like those little things because you're so busy trying to rapid response and react to the different kinds of things that are going on on a grid. It's like one of the most challenging things when you're an FC and there's no tie dye sometimes because you have to go and account for so many things that are happening on the fly and have like that rapid response, quick reaction, um, you know ability and in tie-dye you have a little bit more benefit true true 
I don't FC, so I'm I'm oblivious to all that. I'm just sitting there hitting F1. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to target? Well, no, you just hit F1 and F2 because you split your launchers and you've got, so you're able to spread and apply your DPS to all the different fighters. There you go. And get on all the kill miles. Yeah, I, I've done some FCing in the past and um, it's a lot of fun. It really is. But it's it's also like really hard to at the same time trying to go and think about all those like different little factors because you know while it's fun when you're on the winning side of things if you're the fc that's responsible for the losing side it's not always the best because then you get like the you get like the uh, very critical people or whatever um so it's it's always a interesting balance and challenge that you have to do as an fc yeah in the chat had alexa says you guys just want to make the game better for you test mpl right all this local crap and and everyone else suffers and gets a game they don't want right um i'm not sure i'm not sure where that's coming from my my mm. perspective on who should be able to see local in sob space comes from it's logical that if you invade sob space you don't get an instant snapshot of who is in there whereas if you own the space it is logical to me that you would have all the sensors all the access to the jump gates and things of that nature that uh, that would let you do that. That's that's where I come from it. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have it at all in wormhole space. I lived in wormhole for years. Didn't bother me at all, right? Yeah, and you know what? I think living in that environment is actually quite a good benefit for you as a player if you're trying to go and hone certain kinds of skills. Like for me, going and moving out a null second into a wormhole um was quite a rewarding experience in that like you you get to go and focus on being you know very acute about understanding how to check your t-scans how to go and do your scanning if you're trying to go and find somebody like these are all very core essential skills that if you ever go back into a null sec group it's just you know immensely invaluable it, it just makes you that much better of a person and people love having those kinds of pilots around yeah it's just it just gives you a whole different perspective on the game when you don't have local there's a lot and, of skill yeah. fate that you get because if you're not having to rely on that, you're not having to rely on the scan or how you use the scan, you're just going to get terrible at it. People who use the scan a lot to hunt and get good. Yeah, it's not just D scan too because you're constantly scanning with probes to make sure you know where everything is as well, right? Did a new wormhole open up, right? Do you need to go and uh, get wormhole control and uh, close that up, right? Check it out because when we were going out, and this was several years ago, um, where we're going out and we're running sites and we're running sites in capitals. And you have six, seven capital ships out there, right? You certainly don't want to get dropped, right? Yeah, I think like a good example of that for me is that like um, I was on an eviction not too long ago and we ended up going and uh, just raffle stomping the, the, the poor group that was getting evicted. And it was getting to that point like where they, they recognized that they were going to get raffle stomped further and lose their, their staging, you know, Fortisar. Uh, so, you know, at the last second, we realized that, you know, that they were trying to evac assets and safe log them. And it was because that, you know, you were getting very, you know, uh, disciplined and, and repeating the process of checking your local uh, scan and, and, you know, probing and whatnot. I was able to like two pass a Rourke wall and go and stop them from self-destructing the Rourke wall without us ever knowing about it. We were able to go and tackle the thing and kill it. And, you know, a lot of salt for that. But like that's that's something hugely beneficial that you otherwise wouldn't be able to go and uh, do if you're just like, you know, thinking on a basic level. So it's really nice when you go and you have it down pat. Yeah. Yep, just different set of skills that just translate in areas that you don't... That, that typical players in those areas don't think are important. But Cloud, you've been quiet. You just joined us. What's up uh, What's up with you today? Do you have some questions or, or thoughts today? No, I'm good, dude. Um, I literally came in. I thought, you know, I could... I thought I could talk on particular subjects, but uh, I wanted to see what was being talked about and, you know, the where it was as such before you know providing my own thoughts as it were well the floor is open to you my friend well, i mean i in terms of local chat like I, I i like the idea of you know like not having as much of a local chat or local chat not being as perfect as it is now i definitely think that um by when I say perfect, I don't mean like it's fucking up all the time. Like there's a difference between it, you know, between having a system that 
players can kind of um, undermine to some degree and a system that isn't actually functioning properly. Like, there's a big difference between those two. Um, if CCP wants needs to move back to a system that actually functions properly, like, I am all for that. Like, even if it, you know, if it, if it means that... Uh, you know, they have a little bit of work to do in order to actually kind of, you know, get the system up and running, you know, with the server build that they have. Like, you know, because they it's the game's changed. Like the the you know, that's the, the, the kind of the fundamental aspect of uh, you know, a game like Eve is, you know, the development carries on and carries on and carries on. Like if you remove something and the development carries on for a few for a month, a year or whatever. Um, and you try and put something back that you took out of it a while ago, like it's not going to fit. Like you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to reshape it. You're going to have to re reprogram it to some degree in order to get it to fit back to where it used to be. But that will take a little bit of time. And there may be a few kind of issues like when they plug it back in again. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah, yeah. And, and, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just the fact of you know, uh, you know, game development. But uh, you know, in terms of is local good, is local not good? Local's fucking great at the moment. Like, well, local's great at the moment in terms of like how we utilize it, but I think it's a bit too good. It, it, it sh we should we should have the ability to be able to screw with people's local to some degree. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, what's our next topic, Mist? Sorry, I'm just getting lobbing safe the grenade. Just lobbing the grenade. Actually, down. Just dropping it. See if I can get safe. Probably not. Probably going to get caught here. Nope. <laughs> cool. Um, so I got something very special in the post today. You did? I did. It's a golden ticket. As you can see, it's golden and it's got G's on it. Do you know why it's got G's on it? Well, it looks a little silver technically with your monitor, you know, backsplash okay. there. But, you know, if you can we'll take your me, word for it that it's gold. It's a golden ticket and it's got G's on it because it stands for the Guardian's Gala ticket that I have been invited to attend. Ooh. The Guardians Gala that will be taking place on the 12th to 25th of February in New Eden in a space system near you. And it's exciting because I can take this ticket and what I do is I go over to a Trombola system and I give them some ISK as well as some other refined materials I will get whilst taking part in the event. And, you know, and they've got some really cool, exciting stuff that I could possibly win. And I've actually got the list because it, it tells me on the ticket. And let's make sure, can you can you guys all read that? Yeah, Amok is recruiting. Oh my God, I would never have guessed that, <laughs> that you guys are recruiting. <laughs> well slipped in there, bro. Uh, to be 100% serious, there is going to be the Guard Guard event. Uh, you get gonna get given these golden tickets. I don't know. Maybe you get them when you daily log in. Maybe they're loot drop. I I expect them to be a daily reward lock in, and you can get some. You exchange them for risk and new materials. You can get some tech one, tech two modules, agency booster, the spirit skin range, which is making its comeback, the good old cerebral accelerators, which everyone loves, and then some tasty Dominion shadow Spentis and death space modules. I just want some skins that like glow and flash and shit and and do cool things. I would I so, would spend plex on that, but yeah. So do you have uh like some of the triglavian skins? Like the Vedmac has the um that one triglavian skin that goes and has like electrical like dynamic skin on it, mm -hmm. and uh, it's like really cool. I love that shit. It's great. I wish that there were more dynamic skins like that out there. I know that um. 
it was i think during the last event too like they did something like similar but like with molten flames molten lava or whatever for like the mr ships lava. so like the revelation yeah. would have like this like shooting flame or whatever and it, it looked really cool <laughs> yeah that's that's the sort of stuff we need more of those skins not that hey not that the art department is doing badly with some of the stuff they're putting out that's just you know that's just what if you what's, want um, if you want me to go take my plex that's that's how you do it <laughs> What's your opinion on uh, cherry blossoms? Well, you know, it's a nice festival down down there in D.C. Uh, uh, every uh, spring. Um, you know, I, I think we should probably ask Brisk if he's going to send us some cherry blossom festival uh, pictures this year uh, with the CSM. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's about as far as I go with cherry blossoms. Why? Why do you ask? I do that's not miss the... that area. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh... The latest range of skins for the event, which would probably be, which is interesting, because these are all stuff you can have a look on the test server. You can log in and have a look now. And they've got a tag. Do you know some of the stuff for the events has the limited blue tag with the um, the hourglass to show that you can only get it during a limited time? Uh, these skins have a premium tag. Now, I think think that's going to be the new tag going forward for the um, stuff you can only buy in the Plex store, just to give you a chance so you can differentiate that it comes from a Plex store item rather than a loot drop item. Uh, um, yeah, so it's the new skins that we're going to get. They are they class as premium items, but I think that's just separation. And we've got some new blueprints to make some new um, implants. And this is kind of where we go into a bit of a fugazi, because to make these implants, to make these boosters, you need to boost the uh, copy, and then you need another implant. So you're using a implant, and you're basically a blueprint copy and inventing it and turning it into another blue, another implant, which can kind of feels like the type of stuff that slowly creeps from like a Korean MMO. I'm not sure where the connection might be, but to give you a breakdown, the um, the Elios uh, blue implants that do the status web bonus, three, five, and seven for the range of your webs, uh, they can be converted into the, the new implants, which have a two, three, and four percent bonus for status web requires and warp scrambler range. I just thought, you know, like, yeah, all right, those things, those implants are a thing, but I'm like, their their applicability is is rather limited because what what kind of ships are, you know, what kind of pilots are ultimately going to have like the best benefit from having an implant like that are probably like your force recon pilots, hmm. um, or like you know your uh, your faction, you know, cruiser, like if you want to go and run around with a Garmer or a uh, or an Orthrus or something to that nature, like things that get that natural bonus, so then you can have something more ridiculous. It was like when they had that other implant a few months back for the Stasis Webifier range. It's like, it's great if you're a Force Recon pilot. Imagine like the Rapier with a 7% web bonus range on top of the Lynx range, on top of being Force Recon 5, like, you know, that's that's some sexy web range right there but if you're just talking about being like a regular t1 frigate or something like that and warp scrambler implant i don't really see the net benefit there for you Ooh, the extra 0.4 kilometers is really helping <laughs> the, the the thing about that is it's um it takes those status web fire implants and you use those to make new implants so you've got to get a Elios uh implant first which were limited run from the last event and uh limited run from this event and then you've got to get a blueprint and then use those together with some other stuff and that then gives you this new implant so uh, so we're, we're already working from a limited set to be completely we're honest right a, you've got to roll good on the loot boxes to get your elliot implants you've then got to get the blueprint and then the other material and then you get your new stuff. Even though it's a hundred percent success rate, once you've got the materials, it's it's starting to feel a bit dodgy because you need to get the log. If, if these tickets also bind to your login, obviously more people with more accounts get more tickets. You get more chance of rolling the dice to get the stuff that you need from the tombola 
it and then make the stuff that's kind of starting to see the Cree from what I would expect from like Korean MMO style. In my so, so what you so what you're saying is uh um skill farms win again. Yeah, I mean we I was I will go back and I will say like I went on the record and said that those uh, skill uh, boosters that let you use that don't give you a penalty for the um, skill injection. I said, yeah, if you look at the maths, they'll be really popular. Everyone's going to want to use them. And the price will be really high, and they they tank. It's a good thing I don't do business or market, but because the demand was so low and the market supply was so high, everyone just tried to sell them, get like 50, 100 mil for it, which was great because if you wanted them, you can get them cheaply. It drove the price of skill injectors well, up, which made people happy. Oh well, yeah, they invested. There, there was a, there was a spike on the market. It's just you chose the wrong thing. Like you just yeah. you, you expected it in the wrong area. That's all. My idea was it was this limited run item that people could farm, do like twenty, could burn through twenty on one character over the two week period. Um, but yeah, so. I'm kind of fine with that, but if we enter a situation where this new item enters the market and to get this item you need to use a blueprint and another item you can only get in a limited run and then you go into a percentage-based success rate, that's when I'm going to be like, hang on a minute. If it were like invention, inventing it like a Tech 2 blueprint, if you weren't guaranteed to get the um, item after you've had collected all of the components, some of them being special edition is limited as well, that's when you start to cross the line into quite interesting territory. I don't know if anyone agrees with me on that, but because the, the discussion, the argument has always been like, has um, Pearl Abyss done anything yet with Eve? Have they like put their temples in and started to affect Eve's core from the ground? Um, a lot of people said yes, no, but this is what I'm kind of starting to see the start of this limited with limited item. We'll see. Now that I've said it on podcast, the market will probably be very, very cheap and everyone who wants it can easily get them. But we'll see. <laughs> Alrighty, so we're in our we're in our well we're we're over time at this point, but I'll give it our, our one last thing, um, and we'll go around the room. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with McLeod. Give us your last thing, brother. Miss that? Ask a follow on. All right, missed. You're up. Um, Intosis targets for content is always fun because if you're intercessing something you're 100 percent going to get content you're either going to succeed or someone's going to come along and try to blow you up it's trying to form my fingers into like the the no sign like the band <laughs> sign like no intosis no sob wanding you're the only person i've ever met who enjoys that well, i enjoy yeah, no. cat and mouse games yeah, you get yeah, to play no nope. no yeah. Five five percent per nose was just absolute AIDS, and then they were like, "Oh, we did it better. We're making it seven percent per node." I'm like, "It's still AIDS." But my favorite is when you spun up and you and the message has gone out, and then someone turns up and you're software. You spin down, you cloak up, and they come flying in, and they're like, "Where is he?" I'm like, Dominion sub all the way. Bring it back. This sucks. Everybody who thought Dominion sub sucked. If you haven't lived through, you know, solve wanding, then you, I mean, seriously. That's my one last thing, by the way. Bring Dominion yeah. Solve <laughs> back, please. Please, CBB. Please. All right, Aragorn, you're up because McLeod's going last because he pissed me off. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, no, you know, uh, my last thing is just, you know, like talking. Get get you know more wormhole activity to go and 
roam around Nullsec. It's like the the most insane fun that you'll ever have. Um, if you go through wormholes and find Nullsec connections, like you'll be surprised by what you can just go and run into. Uh, we we went and we dumped on a XIX Rorqual because we had friends in the region that were willing to escalate further if XIX did, and they did. So we dropped supers on them and they died. Uh, so you know, always be willing to take the highway wormhole system and and find yourself content. It's it's lots of fun. I promise. I, I will I will actually second that because we had a guy who actually wrote a system before any of them existed that would map all the wormhole connections when we lived in the wormhole from where we were and where they had explored down. And it was amazing. It's like you'd go from wormhole to a real system to like 50 wormholes, right? And you just have this giant map and you just go and have fun all day yeah. long. Yeah, it's like literally the best thing ever for logistics and whatnot too. Like I've been able to go like one time we had a, a null sec in like some very, very bad area, like, you know, right in Delve actually. And we were like, hmm, well, this is Delve, so this might be problematic. Uh nah. but then we saw another wormhole that was within that same null sec that took us to a low sec that took us to a high sec that was only like five from Jitta. So it's like really cool like what you can find when you just go scanning around your area. So, you know, do that. It's a great seal that gets you, you know, better as a pilot for fleeting purposes, and and you'll have a lot of fun with the content you find on the other side of a hole. Absolutely, we might want to rephrase that for you know in the retake, but yeah, that's a good one. Cloud, you're up, brother. Um, I was kind of wondering whether you'd ever asked, whether you actually talked to, uh, talked about the uh, Elo uh, at any point this. Uh... No, Episode. we haven't touched on Elo. Oh, no, we forgot to talk about Briefly, Elo. we talked about him resetting Northern Coalition, and um, NER reported yesterday about how he was announcing his run for uh, for the CSM bid, but outside of that... Okay, yeah, so uh, if you... if you Yeah, so he's running for... C he's going to attempt to run for CSM, but uh, if you know anything about Elo and anything about uh, Black Legion, you know it's a troll. Yeah. <laughs> You it's know, like, no. like one, one thousand billion percent, like you know it's a troll. Like, and if uh, he gets on there, like he's just gonna troll even more about stuff that you know, he, stuff that's true, stuff that's fake, stuff that people don't know is true or fake because you know he will he will be saying, oh, I know this or that because of NDA, or you know, I I know something is coming because of NDA, or that's not all something that's not coming because of NDA, like, and he can troll about anything and everything that he wants if he if he gets on to the CSM. So fucking please do not let that happen. The thing is, that and, he's actually got to go ahead and actually put the application in because I don't know if you caught he's day four of Rockwell's bot mining was exactly the same as day three. And he was just like lower effort posting as possible. <laughs> well, I, I understand that, but I also don't understand how much of a uh, how much of a troll he could potentially be if he ends up being on the CSM. Like, even if he doesn't contribute anything, even if people, even if CSM doesn't even decide to let him in about like using certain things, like the fact that he's on this, the fact that he, you know, if he gets on the CSM, the fact that he would be there would mean that he would be able to say you know I'll, would be able to troll about something um just because he can say oh i know something you don't because of nda like that's that's the thing that fucking annoys the crap out of me if he if he ever becomes csm which please for god's sake like you know use your brain and don't fucking vote for him vote for someone like brisk so so <laughs> actually I, I... does stuff I, I will actually say, so I come from a, you know, a long forgotten era, right, where, you know, ELO stands for Electric Light Orchestra, okay, and if you don't know what mm -hmm. that is, just talk to your Spotify or Google and say, hey, you know, play me some Electric Light Orchestra, and I just, you know, I, I can't, I can't take them seriously because of that alone, so sorry. Yeah, you guys didn't get that, did you? You guys need to play some um, electric light orchestra. I'm telling you. I think there that fell go. into the gender gap. There. Uh, not the gender gap. Gender the, gap. Uh, gender gap. <laughs> the, uh, did you go there? Generation gap. Sorry, no. Generation no. gap. That's why I said a long forgotten. No, era. no, it was just something came up that on the on uh, my game, and I was like, "What the fuck?" There and I realized who it was. There you go. 
Yeah, that one fell down the generation gap, definitely. He's Modern Inferno, he's, he's, he's very testy, he's all amped up. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's a uh, university dorms. I mean, for, for Elo, I mean, at the end of the day, he wants to go and run. Um, at least from my stance, it's it's pretty straightforward. I mean, he, he has much right to go and run, just like, you know, the other 20, 30 people that want to go and run. You know, if people don't take him seriously or do take him seriously, that's... You know that's their prerogative i'll let them go and you know vote and you know for me i'm, I'm rather agnostic about it I, I really don't care who who runs for the csm you know i'll just go and report on it and you know best of luck to everybody that wants to go and run for the csm there you go there you go modern inferno he is not in jail he is not in a dorm room he is an undisclosed location that uh that we don't talk about <laughs> less imperial members on the csm no more more well no more the thing is we didn't Start with tons of CSM members on tons of Imperial members on the CSM. We just start with three or four, and then all the just end up joining onto CSM. Just ended up joining us. Yeah, it's almost like we're playing 4D chess, and the North says don't vote for the CSM because we don't believe in it. But it's it's like they realise that they are actually intelligent, like you know good normal people in gsf after actually you know being able to talk to one of them or a few of them for more than two minutes over local you know yep and and, and jaylen get organized get your people up there and uh and beat the imperium because i hear this year that um csm votes are going to be weighted based on uh, how much economic output from uh, each region Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> the MER so. is going to pay very big favor for us. And the last thing I do want to say, and we want to leave this on a note, is if you want to get those cool police skins, they do go off the market tomorrow. That's it's probably tomorrow at downtime. Yeah, I saw you post that. So yeah, the police skins. Yeah. You want them? Get them. Alrighty, so that's the end of the program, and uh, we're a little bit over. But thank you, folks, for uh, joining us. Thank you, Aragorn. Uh, for joining us and good luck uh, with all the stuff you're doing with uh, New Eden Report. I hope you guys get a lot of success there. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. Oh, you are welcome anytime. In fact, uh, if you ever just say, hey, we want to be on the show and you ping us out, um, you'll be welcome anytime. So don't be a stranger. McLeod, Mist, thank you. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.